Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's get ready to rumble. My guest today is a fucking badass. But before I get to the guest, let me get a couple housekeeping things out of the way. First, welcome to the show. The show being Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. So happy you guys are here. I know you could be listening to anything else right now, but you're listening right. But you're listening to this. So, thank you. Let's get a couple house things, housekeeping things out of the way. First, you may be listening, but you might not be subscribed. If you could go and hit that subscribe button, it helps the podcast grow, and I cannot thank you guys enough. Also, go tell a friend. That's how this thing's. That's how this thing grows. It's it's amazing to see the growth of the podcast every week, every month, and uh, I'm just I'm just floored by uh, the amount of people that are listening. We're all over the world right now: uh, Sweden, Hong Kong, Japan, South Africa, uh, Canada. Fuck, where else are we at? I'm not. I'm just naming off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, dude, Australia. Listeners from all over the world are tuning in, and uh, it's fucking very humbling, so thank you guys. Now, this episode is brought to you by my buddies over at Jombo Superfoods. Are you in the market for some CBD? Go check out jombocbd.com. They have the best products on the market. They have bombs. They have sprays. They have geese. They have drops. I'm a huge fan of the muscle bomb that Jumbo Superfoods have or Jumbo Superfoods makes. I use it before bed. I use it on my joints and my muscles after training, and it just makes me feel like a million bucks, guys. I love the 200 milligram extra strength with menthol. It's been game-changing since I've implemented it into my uh, recovery protocol, and I think you guys are going to have a lot of great benefits by implementing CBD into your protocol as well. What is CBD? It's cannabidiol. Uh, it is one of many compounds found in the cannabis plant, and there are a ton of medicinal benefits. People are getting a lot of relief from a number of ailments, and that's the beauty of this plant. You know, you have one plant that can address 10 different problems if you will you know what i mean so it's an adaptogen now what is an adaptogen an adaptogen is a natural substance which helps the body adapt to stress and to exert a normalizing effect upon bodily processes this helps put your body in homeostasis we have an endocannabinoid system our body is made to work with this plant so go over to jombocbd.com, use the code IWILL at checkout, you'll save 10%. One more time, jombocbd.com, save 10% at checkout with code IWILL. All right, let's get to the guest. I'm excited for this one. This is my buddy, um, longtime training partner, Julius Inglickus. I fucked it up again, I'm sure. I'm sorry, Julius, but... Uh, yeah, he uh, we we sat down and uh, we had a great conversation. Julius is a professional fighter. He is from Lithuania. He you'll hear his story. He didn't come to the states until uh, I believe he was in middle school, and uh, he came to Missouri 
on a wrestling scholarship, and now he is uh, he is a high level professional mixed martial artist. He had a very successful uh, amateur career, kickboxing and you know MMA. At my gym, our coaches like you to do everything when you're an amateur. Some gyms they'll just have you in there, you know, MMA, 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 this, this, this. My coach is always like, you need to do it all. I mean, this is mixed martial arts after all, right? You're doing everything. So as an amateur, it's good to get kickboxing in. It's good to get boxing in. It's good to get MMA fights in, uh, jiu-jitsu tournaments. So he had a very successful amateur career. He's killing it on the pro scene. In fact, he has a huge, 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 huge title fight coming up tomorrow, Friday, February the 15th. On LFA in Iowa City. You can watch it on Axis TV. We'll plug it in the podcast, but go check it out, man. This is the next step. He gets this belt. He's going to be in the UFC 100%, and he works hard. He earned it. Um, I'm excited to see this matchup that's going to take place tomorrow. So I think you guys will too. Julius is a hell of a dude, very strong willed, very disciplined, just an all around great guy. And, uh, you know, I wish him the best of luck uh, in his fight tomorrow. I know he doesn't really need it, but he's going to go fuck somebody up. He's going he's gonna to go put a man in, in, the, in the grave. That's what he's going to do. He's got the power of the Vikings. Although I learned that he's not, I mean, that's not really true, right? Vikings, apparently, Lithuania fought against the Vikings. But, uh... Yeah, so man, I got my heart goes out to Julius. I know what that's like. Uh, he's been cutting weight, and for the folks listening, if you've never cut weight before, it is not fucking fun. It's not a fun process to have to lose 20, 30 pounds in a short amount of time. A lot of that usually being water weight, and then having to go compete 24 hours later. So it's a it's a very brutal process. It's you know, fighting in a cage is not a natural process by any stretch of the imagination. You know, fighting on a, you know, on a Spurs moment notice type of thing where it's like, fuck, fight or flight or something's about to happen and I'm, I need to fight right now. That's normal. Signing on the dotted line of a contract and saying, you know what, I'm going to fight somebody in, you know, 60 days, 90 days. That is not normal, and in fact, it's fucking, it's nerve-wracking. You know, you're obsessing over this person day in and day out. Uh, so many times I've sat there, and I'm sitting there, you know, thinking about this guy that I'm about to fight, and my heart just starts racing, just boom, 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 boom all through my chest, man, just, ah, this is it's banging. And, uh, you know, on the surface, you know, you look calm. Nobody knows you're fucking freaking out. But down below, man... Uh, yeah, man, your heart's racing, your adrenaline's going, you're just, you're fucking pumped. Then you gotta kind of bring your heart rate back down because, hey, guess what, asshole? You're not fighting for two months. You can't live in this constant state of being ready to fight. But, man, that's, that's what it is, dude. You're stressed. So many times I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? Why? Like, I don't understand. I had, I had, at the time, had a great job. I like, I don't really need this. But, you know, you're chasing glory. You're chasing more. You're chasing the dream. You want to fight in front of huge crowds. You want to entertain people. You want to get that big fucking $50,000 check uh, from the UFC. 
life-changing shit. And uh, when you're an athlete your whole life, Julius was a wrestler. It's a natural transition to go right into MMA and jiu-jitsu and these, and these type of uh, combat sports. So, man, I really enjoyed sitting down with him. I'm going to stop rambling, guys. I know you want to get to the conversation. So, without further ado, without further ado, here's, uh, here's my buddy Julius. like we're locked in like we're fucking pilots or something all right julius Inglacus. and glitzkas and glitzkas i fucked it up i always ah man i try you have a hard last name though in all fairness <laughs> you hear that all the time what's the most common shit that you hear like being in america I'm, I'm sure there's just you know what i mean like if uh if somebody is Irish, they probably hear a lot of stupid shit about St. Patrick's Day or Leprechaun. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, obnoxiously. Yeah. What, what's that for you? They just call us Russians. They're yeah. like, hey, Russian? Uh, no, Lithuanian. Oh, Ukrainian. No, 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 Lithuania. Yeah. Oh, where is that? Where is but, that? <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, the first thing is like, oh, you're Russian? I'm like, eh, kind of same thing. We all... In the same area. Same area, kind of same thing. It's all imaginary lines at the end of the day, really. It's like a long time ago, I don't know when, but sometimes not so long ago, yeah. somebody just looked at a map and, and just started drawing lines. And they said, this is our patch of dirt. Right. <laughs> oh, you speak like us? Okay, we'll draw a line around you too with us. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I imagine it probably, uh, if, if I were to guess, it's you're always probably being called a Viking, which you are. That's right. Eh. No, a lot of people call me that, but at the same time, like somebody posted that on Facebook, they were like, "Oh, Viking, da 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 da," and then like a few Lithuanian people who like messaged me, like, "Yo, you ain't no Viking," because we fought Vikings. Oh, in the past. yeah, like, I just called you a Viking. I feel like yeah, an asshole. No, no, it, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like I mean, people don't know, so it's whatever. But like, yeah. I remember in school learning like my part of the country, the some magicians, because technically I'm not even supposed to be Lithuanian. It was like. Two different countries, I guess. Yeah, we talked about that. Tell me, let's let's talk about that. What is it? So yeah. if I'm not mistaken, um, it was like a separate country. I didn't know. I only thought it was like named for one region and named for another region, just like New York or Californian. Yeah. The all Americans. It's all the same country. It's, it's just, just different. It's just different region. Yeah. And uh, apparently it was like different country. Like we had like really um, – different accent uh -huh. like with same language but like very different accents so like the way i compared it it would be like hard southern accent it's just like wait mm -hmm. what'd you say right um and then i i don't know so are you from like is it is it split like east and west or north and south uh east and west okay and i was the one i was in the west side the closer to the um to the uh, baltic sea okay so and um we were like i think if I'm not mistaken, I mean, everybody, every region has, like, tweaks uh, history in their own way to make themselves look better. Oh, always. Uh, it's his story, the winner. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, like, <laughs> from what I know, it's like we were, like, the last pagans. Okay. Uh, but taken by um, crusaders. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool. They were, like, the last ones. We fought them for, like, the yeah. longest. But, yeah, with the Viking thing, yeah, like, I remember in the school, um, we were learning. I forgot what was the date. But, like, Vikings were, like, 
trying to come over and like take us down but like we stopped it so right they're kind of trying to pillage and take over you guys are like nope not our region yeah man so are you um wait i had a, another thought I'll, I'll just keep going with yeah. this one though but so are you um i mean you're very like f- you're a fucking physical specimen dude like you're super big thank you and i met your brother gabe and yeah. he's also very like physically gifted is that common in that part of the region it like, are you normal, or are you, like, a little above average? I, 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 I am you know what bit, I mean? I am a little bit above average, but at the same time, when I came to the United States, I was a bit extra above average. Yeah, I mean, you're so, bigger than the average person. Yeah, so I do feel we... It was more in height Yeah. than anything. Uh, in size-wise, there was something that, like, I had to work. Because, uh-huh. um, I mean, we have small people, they're short people, but I think maybe just a bit above average yeah uh we have it there then here yeah um and yeah like the size wise like i had to work a lot yeah you work hard yeah and it was funny for my brother for example in high school everybody who played basketball they hated working out oh it's gonna mess up my shot yeah like, all right you miss anyway but my, my (laughs) my brother was good my brother was real good but it was funny how me and him used to go work out and uh you work out for a day, you don't see the gains. Uh, okay, I'm going to go back to shoot hoops. Uh, and I remember in college, he broke his leg longboarding. I remember I remember that day I was walking. I see him, hey, Gabe. He drives by me. I go forward. Five minutes later, I get a text. Hey, your brother broke his leg. What? <laughs> I just, so, <laughs> just saw him. <laughs> I, I go back. He's on the ground with his leg like... And <laughs> it's a, all an ambulance comes in and breaking oh. his leg probably was one of the best things that happened to him because he couldn't play basketball he couldn't do nothing else but to lift weights and because i mean it takes a long time to heal your leg he had to lift weights for a couple of weeks and then he noticed his few first gains and then he's like huh this working out thing works i know like, man people it, are so impatient and he got this. addicted like he just started lifting with like all like bodybuilder guys and like all the big guys in the school, he just started lifting, 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 and it became his like favorite thing. It was like, finally, huh? You see if weights work? Yeah. It just takes a little time. Um, and then he started like doing, um, when did he start judo? Um, I wasn't in uh, Brockport at that moment. I was already here in St. Louis, I remember. Um, was it in Brockport he did uh, judo or when he was in the city working? Well, either or, like, he did some judo, and he's like, man, I wish I never did basketball. Because, uh, <laughs> like, he he realized that, like, basketball didn't get him nowhere. Yeah. He, like, did not upgrade himself. Yeah. Whenever he did judo for a little bit, he's like, dude, like, I feel like if something would happen, like, like I got this. Um, he now has the means to protect himself. Yeah, he got that, like, uh, he learned something that, like, actually matters. Yeah. That could, like, be actually used instead of basketball. Okay, it's a game. You'll play. Okay, you'll be good. You'll win. Okay, but, like, when it comes to, like... Is this going to save your life? You, yeah, but it's when it comes to, like, your own, like, upgrading yourself as a person for, like, better. Like, he's like, damn, I wish I would never play basketball. I wish I would have wrestled and yeah. done all these, like, little combat things. Yeah, man. There's something about that one-on-one, you know, the, the combat um, kind of based sports. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and obviously, he saw you wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So growing up in Lithuania, I want to go back there because we we jumped in time for a second yeah. to today. But uh, 
when so okay i want to i want to go over the timeline a little bit because we've talked about it some so you grew up in lithuania and then you came to the united states when i was almost 14 yeah you're almost 14 right the the thousand summer of the thousand five yeah so did you wrestle while you're in lithuania or like what was available to you like what's what's it like growing up there you know what i mean Uh, schools don't have like sports like here okay like seasons and like every few months you get to pick a sport like we don't have that there like it's just too much money too expensive but we do have clubs Uh where you can uh, pretty much train all year round Mm -hmm. which could be good because you concentrated for the whole year but at the same time you could burn out yeah burn out you don't get that like um i'm gonna play football then i'll wrestle and then next year you come back excited for football Instead of just football, 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 and it's just like... Yeah. Do most people just pick one sport and just do it? Uh, yes, but at the same time, a lot of people don't even play as many sports as people do here. Okay. Because Just because we don't have so many options. So, like, I went to school and, like, some people played on their own. Like, few people did something, but, like, I don't rem- I pretty much remember going to school and, okay, which, which of you play sports? You yeah. go here, it's like literally... You play sports, these 10 people play basketball, these 10 people do this. Uh-huh. In my school, it wasn't like that at all. Everybody just, it was just enough opportunity for that or it wasn't as easy to do it. Okay. So I remember we had, a, there was this basketball club and my brother used to do it. So right before, for like a few months, I believe. No, I, th- I think it was like half a year right before I came to the United States. I did basketball some with my brother. Yeah. And I didn't know what else to do. Like in my town, there was no wrestling. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what wrestling was. I guess I seen it like somewhere in the pictures or something. But in my town, it was just like soccer, mm-hmm. basketball available. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'll need to pick one or two. So I did basketball. <laughs> These are your options. Yeah. So it was, um, I wasn't good at it at all. <laughs> like I, I didn't get that concept of like team sport. It was just like too much for me to process, I believe. Uh, and when I came to the United States, uh, after I played football, I was like, all right, I guess basketball it is. <laughs> and uh, I went to, through tryouts and uh, failed miserably. And it was funny. Uh, my buddy Bubba, he passed away. Um, he was my main wrestling partner. He was like, hey, Julius, what do you do? I was like, oh, I play basketball. He's like, no, basketball's for wussies. You come, you wrestle, you pick people up, drop them on the head. I was like, huh. Speaking my language now. Like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. So, yeah, like the next day I got the news that I got cut from basketball. So, like the same day I went to uh, uh, wrestling practice. And he's like, yeah, Julius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, let me show me what this is. That's funny. So, this was your freshman year in high school? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you, so yeah. So, you kind of walked a similar path to me in the sense of uh, – I didn't start wrestling until I was a freshman in high school either. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even, I kind of knew what it was, but I grew up watching like all like the WWE or as WWF at that time and WCW, like that pro wrestling shit on TV, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And uh, you, you couldn't tell me otherwise, like that wasn't real whenever I was a kid. <laughs> 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 so I, um, I didn't start wrestling until I was a freshman either. And that was just to get better for football. Yeah. That's the only reason I did. I thought it would make me quicker. But um, I found that I, I like doing individual sports much better than team sports. Yeah. The way I started football was interesting because I guess they have a thing here where a day before everybody wears a jersey. Yeah. 
So I'm in high school. I'm kind of like, okay, everybody's with jerseys. Okay. Then another week goes by. It's like, well, everyone's with the jerseys again. <laughs> so I asked everybody, I was like, what's with this? And they were like, oh, that's because they have a game. It's this thing. Like if you have a game day before you wear your jersey or something, I'm like, oh, football, you say. Okay. Yeah. How, how do I try how this? I do this? So like I came in halfway through the season, I believe. And uh, it was pretty cool. I remember my... Uh, my stepdad, Anthony, he was, like, teaching me what's offense, what's defense. I'm, like, I was, like, what? Yeah. He was, like, trying to explain that uh, flag thing where it's, like, first down, second down, fourth down. Yeah. If you go past that, then, like, the whole thing moves over another 10 yeah. yards. I was, like, this is a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of intricacies to football, yeah. and it was, or not. I remember the first play I made, a, uh, it was a kickoff, and uh, I made a tackle. So it was just the big pile that came around. I got the guy. Uh, I was like, yeah, I was so excited. My my mom was watching uh, the football game. I think that was probably the first time she was watching the football game. And uh, uh, my stepdad said that uh, she thought I made a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Because you were so excited? Yeah. Because she just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know much either. Like, I was like, the guys had to tell me, all right, Julius, now you push them to the left. Okay. Okay, now you push them to the right. Okay. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, man. And at that time, so did you learn... When you're growing up in Lithuania, do they teach both English and Lithuanian? Is that the language I spoke? Is that Lithuanian, what it, okay. yeah. Okay. You learn both simultaneously, or how does that work? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Lithuanian would just, yeah, in school, you also learn just, like, the more, like, grammar rules. Uh, but, yeah, everybody speaks Lithuanian, so that, like, it comes quick. But as in the grammar, it's, like, crazy difficult. Yeah. It's just, like, so many rules that it's just, like, why do we even have this? Like, someone said, let's have it, and now we're having it. It's just, like, so many ridiculous rules that, like, you don't even need. But, uh, yeah, in the school, we had, like, few choices to pick languages. And, like, most people, like, pick um, English. Then you can try, like, secondary language. It was either Russian or German. Most people took Russian. Uh, I tried German for a year. Yeah. So it was fun. Just I thought just to, like, switch it up. But English, it's something that I guess it's probably a universal language. If you A lot of places speak it, yeah. And it's, like, if you go anywhere, like... If you know English, most likely going to be good. And um, so, and like all the movies, everything is like English there, English there, English there. So like without even wanting it subconsciously, you're like learning it a little yeah. bit. you like here on TV, like on TV, like they speak in English, but you have Lithuanian voice speaking over it. <laughs> so like without even wanting it, like you taking some words in. Yeah. So even when I came here, we... It was funny because we only thought we were going to stay here for the summer. Yeah. And I think sometime in July, it was just one dinner time and we just started talking out of nowhere, like topic brought up and uh, we just decided to stay just out of nowhere. Like we're just talking and then five minutes later, okay, we're staying. So, okay. Now, when you moved over here, you were, okay, so you're visiting for the summer. If I remember right, um, correct me if I'm wrong, like... You and your brother were back in Lithuania, and your mom was here, right? Yeah. Uh, my mom, my dad, uh, they both uh, moved to the United States. Uh, I, uh, Me and my brother lived with my grandma for, like, five years. Okay. And you guys you guys wanted to stay back, or how? what, like, what, what kept you there? Um, well, we thought uh, my parents were going to come back. Oh, okay. We, they, well, we always thought they were going to come back, but they just, like, kept staying and then, like, staying. I mean, everybody needed money. We were like in trouble at that moment and so they just kind of kept staying so it kind of 
slowly conditioned us that it's like to be just with the grandma. Yeah. And because um, it, it wasn't like, okay, you're not going to see us for five years. And we would have been like. <gasps> yeah, that would have been. Now it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see you next year. Okay, okay cool. Year, it's long, but okay, cool. We'll see you next year. And then after that, it was like, oh, we might stay a little longer. Okay, so it was like slowly conditioning us to like feel okay with it. Yeah. So it wasn't like too bad. Yeah, because you didn't think it was forever. Yeah. Okay, so so they came over here initially planning to be here for a year. Mm-hmm. You think maybe they knew they were going to move over here and they just told you guys a year? <laughs> well. Because <laughs> they're like, hey, man, I don't know how long it's going to fucking take to get settled in and make it so it's okay for you guys to get here. Let me go over here and get set up and not tell you guys <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that was the case because they only had one year visa. Oh, okay. So after that one year, you better stay low or you're going to get shipped back. Oh, so, man. So my mom got married. She fixed her papers. And uh, it took us a while to like get ours to come visit. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, yeah, my dad didn't have nothing for like a long, long time. So like we had to wait till my brother turned uh, 21. He became American, and then he was able to help my dad out. Oh, so your dad was has been in Lithuania for quite. No, time. my dad was here. He was here. Oh, yeah. So the, they, yeah, they both they more. both split, and they just kind of worked together yeah. to help us. So teamwork still all yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah. So they were in the United States. They like kind of helping each other. Uh, they weren't together, but like they were working together to yeah. help us. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're probably the only two people that they really knew over here at the time. I yeah. Imagine. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was funny how. Uh, um, it took my dad so long to get his papers. So like my brother, he was the first to turn 21. Uh-huh. I never thought I was going to become American, but I was like, okay, it's probably for the better. It, so I just, I, I mean, applied the. Yeah. You just last, got your citizenship, right? Yeah. Uh, March. Yeah. Pretty re- Almost a full year. Um, a year next year. Yeah, yeah. A year next month. Oh shit. Time's <laughs> flying on you, yeah. man. So. <laughs> Could you have gotten dual citizenship, or did you have to completely get American citizenship? You know what I mean. Do you still uh, have your Lithuanian citizenship, or did you have to? I, st- I, st- I believe I still have. I still have the passport, um, and I'm not really sure how it goes with yeah. dual, but because I didn't have to like cancel or anything. Yeah. So, Maybe so you I believe. I, yeah, I believe I have both. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, why not, dude? Why yeah. not? So, what was it? A uh, I, I imagine a lot of people learn English through TV. Did yeah. that did that really affect your like your view on America before you came over here? Did you have a certain image of it based off of that, and then it was kind of different once you got here? A little bit. When uh, me and my brother thought we we're gonna live in um, the part of America where it's house, 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 yeah. little front yard, little front yard, little front yard, and just house after house but a little suburban neighborhood. yeah but that wasn't the case was like we lived in the in the woods in the water mill so it's like we had a lot of like privacy in between the houses mm-hmm. so it was like completely different it's like oh it was okay i did not know i was gonna live in the woods which was cool like i love it and yeah we had like a lot of space too and it was more like a little countryside okay and this is in new york uh water mill new york yeah water mill, new Island. york okay yeah so um that was like the best spot yeah like i love to still do like always go back like Mm -hmm. for holidays and just to visit so So do your your okay so when you say you go back just to visit for holidays you so your family still lives in that area yep 
Yep, everybody still lives there. Like, it was funny because, like, here, I came here to finish wrestling. I found the gym. I transferred to Lindenwood, uh, got my master's, and now just kind of, I guess, trying to make it in fighting. Yeah. And, like, trying to, like, reach my career with that. And, uh, like, a lot of people think, like, oh, maybe you should switch gyms. Maybe you should do this, you should do that. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like there isn't, too many gyms around around the watermill area they all kind of closer to the city yeah so i still would be pretty far and at the same time switching gyms is not the answer not always it's not always and i feel for me it would be almost like restarting completely like people here saw my evolution of like from beginning to now and they see exactly like the path that what's the next thing for me what's the next next thing next thing for me to work on yeah so if i would like go somewhere it would be like oh julius you're great cool let's just do some mitts for you instead of like knowing where i came from and what i'm getting better now and so that's the thing that they need to focus on to make even like better or what's the next thing focus they would just see like me as a good fighter and they would be like all right, cool, go work out, you're already great, da-da-da. Maybe. I think it just depends on which coach you went to because you'll see some people, they'll change their camp like once they get like real high level. For example, I think a Tyron Woodley comes to mind. Um, he was at American Top Team for yeah. a really long time, and then he went to uh, to Duke Rufus. He started doing some camps up there in Duke, at, uh, at Rufus Sport. And um, I don't think I, – I mean, obviously they knew he was great, but to get that outside perspective or, you know, just from a different coach, sometimes mm-hmm. it, it can help you elevate your game. Yeah. Now, with that being said, some people fucking make that jump entirely too prematurely. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's not always necessary. There are a lot of people who keep the same camp and do just fine. Or mm-hmm. you maybe, you know, you have your main gym and then for like a week or two, you know, yeah, you go cross, cross train. train. Like, there's just ways to get, do it. You get different look. It's like, oh, that's how it looks. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going back to my people. And um, I either bring it back or are they going to continue my what's next, what's next. And, right. But, yeah, they're always different looks. It's like it will stimulate your brain differently because, I mean, if you switch, you're going to hit your plateaus on in that gym. Yeah, too. I mean, the switch may not be the best, you know yeah. what I mean, especially if you have a good coach that's working yeah. for you. Sometimes you do outgrow your coach, but um, not always, man. Yeah, no. And, dude, you have – what people don't fucking know is you have – like a diamond in the rough for a coach, Quentin O'Brien. Yeah. Pe- Quentin's like the, the biggest secret in this fucking, in this city. He's legitimately probably the best Muay Thai coach in the whole city, if not like the whole Midwest. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's that fucking good, but he trains out of his garage. And his <laughs> yeah, n- yeah, not a lot of people take it, but like the reason why I like it. But he it, chooses to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like the reason why I like it is just like, uh, before I kind of hated it, because he used to stop a lot and just like repeat himself and just like over and over and over i'm like can we just work out just go 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 because in my mind go 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 was learning yeah but it's freaking not yeah it's like no you gotta slow down you gotta slow down and it's like the same thing over and over and over again and and i remember for example the evolution of like the jab i remember like first few months he was like saying like full extension I'm, like full extension it's like what you mean full extension like, i'm extending oh, this it this looks good it's like julius it looks 
horrible full extension no one punches like that i'm like all right so like it took me like a few months all right full extension okay then he was like okay now throw is stiff like almost like you holding a weight at the end and you like kind of lock it out yeah. like like how you holding the bench yeah i call so it like, like, like snapping your punches like turning all yeah, the way over that that was even later so at first <laughs> i was like okay snap it okay so it was like stiff so like you run into a pole yeah good <laughs> yeah good strong stiff jab yeah and yeah. then uh, so like i started like doing that then it's like once like, that clicked to me then like a few months later he's like all right now do that from one step away so like then we're like practicing from like if i can touch you i step back okay from now on all my combos start from there yeah that took me a while then it's like okay from there on then we started rotating the wrist so it's there's like there is always something to improve yeah instead of just like okay let's do mitts great you're throwing a great jab but no like he always will critique that some kind of mechanical thing but and that was just with a jab he literally does with like every single thing every single little technique yeah and whenever like at first it used to be like like sure i listened to him but my body just couldn't like do it i guess in a way it just was weird for me so like it took him a while to like repeat himself over and over and over again so then i kind of learned to do it quick yeah exactly what he says so like he doesn't have to repeat himself yeah and then i go get like straight to work so right now he shows something i'm much better at like doing it exactly so we can go back to work yeah. and another thing i like about it because like he doesn't get tired of repeating the same thing like whenever we spar 20 times i'll hear julius keep your chin down you have to as a coach you have like and uh, 30 times it's gonna be like julius one step away julius uh, full extension on your punch not punching on your full extension and it's like instead of letting me get carried away with little sloppier reps yeah he always like sprinkles that voice in my head to kind of make it a little better rep yeah. to kind of guide me towards that perfection i would say but even though i would never get there still like he's trying to trim off the fat and like eliminate the bad reps and just add few better ones yeah absolutely and the thing is like you guys didn't start out there you know what i mean yeah. you had to build all of these little pieces and develop all of like all of these aspects of your game so that way he can constantly be saying those things to you right yeah because before he's probably constantly saying something which i know he was but it's always like the same thing and now he's like all right now it's this and this and then it yeah. became this this and this yeah and you know what i mean now it's like branched out into like Something about kicking, something about stepping, something about full extension, something about my rotation, yep. this and that. All or little things you had to work and build s- on. Something about reading, and it's just like, so like literally branched out into like so many different, um, almost like how Matt Risehouse teaches uh, jujitsu. Yeah. Just very in depth, and just, Quentin just has a very, uh, he's. <sighs> He just has a, a, such a deep understanding of striking, yeah. and he's able to really look at body mechanics and break down movements mm-hmm. uh, just second to none, really. Yeah. You, know, you send him film, and he'll just start breaking down. He'll point out holes and different things, um, and but then he'll help you, and then just you, and, which all good coaches should be able to do. Unfortunately, not a lot of them can he'll start developing a game plan off of that, right? Mm -hmm. Then we need to start working these skills so that way, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's uh, also like why I like it because he's more of my my height. Yeah, he's a good training partner too. So 
even even being a good training partner, like I'm most likely not gonna be able to move like smaller guys move, even though it could be same mechanics, yeah, same way to throw the jab, stiffness, the all the pivoting and everything. It's still I can't mirror that, like just because you're smaller, like something like you can do still get away with that I can't yeah. because of just size difference. So like Quentin being closer to my size, it's like I get that look of how it how would you like, should look. how I should look yeah. or like how it would be because with a smaller guy, it's like, uh, it's like maybe get away because you're lighter and it's just yeah. like. You see that a lot, man. I mean, you got, you, you see little guys trying to coach big guys or vice versa. You see bigger guys maybe trying yeah. to coach little guys and there's just, there's not an understanding there because the bodies don't work yeah. the same. Yeah. And it was funny. I remember uh, my first LFA fight. I see Quentin watching the video. He's like, oh, okay. Okay, we'll do this. I'm like, all right. So every time he's uh, like this, he's going to strike. Every single every single time you're going to see his shoulders go a little square, he's going to teep. Oh, he's going to teep? He's going to teep. He's not going to throw punches. He's going to teep. Yeah. I'm like, all right. And the second he's going to switch to South Pole, he's not going to throw punches at all. He's going to throw a kick. Watch out for these three things. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And like literally it was so bizarre because like, uh, Eric Murray was uh, going like punching like in the regular stance, and then he would just go, just for a split moment, it's like, oh, teeth is coming, catch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's so cool. He's really good at just at um at just at, at catching those uh like those like a tail that somebody has. Yeah. You know what I mean, he did that whenever I fought. Um. Oh, uh, Daryl Cobb. I fought Daryl Cobb in kickboxing, and he did the same thing. He's like, look, every time he does this position, this is what he's doing. Every time he kind of goes into this position, this is what he's doing. And uh, it takes a very trained eye to be able to do that. Yeah. And I mean, like, the practice, like, sometimes gets old just like any practice, but at the same time, like, yeah. I've been going to his garage for so long that sometimes, like, I get excited, and then it's just like, okay, today I'll just go a little easier. Because it's same rep, same thing over Reps and over again. over and over. But at the same time, that's exactly what needs to be done. That's what it takes, man. That's what it takes. That's exactly like what needs to be done. And just like, sometimes just like, oh, we're doing like same thing. But it's like, no, good reps. Yeah. Just find yourself not getting carried away in doing bad reps. Because you you see all these great fighters who eventually just kind of start getting lazy, comfortable. Oh, yeah. oh, I won three fights in a row. All right, I don't have to do this consistent work anymore. So then they're just going to start like going easier. And then they're, they're, all the rules with the jab or with any punch just kind of start like fading out. The start little things lazy. and it's going to catch up to you. And now like the probability of you catching a person with it is just starting to decrease. Yeah. So since it's going down, probability of him success, being successful yeah. is going to increase, and now you're going to start losing. So so you just got to always be on that boring, perfection all the time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What you're telling me, Julius, is that the way to be good is just to do the basics and the boring shit over and mm, over again? It's not basic, but it's like trying to get it like – always like good and good and good yeah that, that well you're doing what works right and it's yeah. not it's not sexy there's nothing special about it it's just yeah. putting in the reps putting yeah. in the work and like yeah. staying consistent right mm -hmm. i mean 
don't get lazy, right? Yeah. Doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, right? Every time. It's yeah. all about quality reps, yeah. really. I mean, so many people want to put it. And it's, it's easy to do with MMA to put in a, a ton of hours training. But if it's all for nothing if it's not, like, quality training. Yeah. And that was another thing he said, which it took me a while to get at first. He was like, all right, you want to get as many good reps as possible. And I'm like, okay, but while I'm doing this rep and I'm thinking about all these little things, it's kind of like slowing me down. Yeah. While from like somebody looking from the outside, if you just go, da 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 like, oh, you looked great, you look fast, like you just killed the combo. But Quinn is like, no, slow down, do the rep correctly with all the little ideas and all the little things in your head. Sure, it's going to be a bit slower, but you're doing it right. And I had a little I had a little thing with it for a while because, like, I wanted to go fast and just kill the combo yeah. and look good. But at the same time, then I realized for him getting on me about it, month later of doing proper reps, it turned into, it started turning into, like, second nature to do yeah. it without thinking mm -hmm. and that's when it clicked to me that it's like okay if i do all these correct reps for so long i'll finally reach that point where it's becomes a second nature so I always give myself like one month rule it's so it's one month rule if i'm gonna do something right now that's like just awkward uncomfortable but i know it's right but i hate it okay, I must still do the same way even though it's awkward and weird because I know within the month this will become the second nature yeah. instead of just kind of going through it fast and not doing it properly. And then month later, I'm exactly where I am right now and I didn't get better because yeah. everybody always thinks month is not going to come. But what did I do last month? Yeah. Like month month ago, it was... Uh, what was it, January something? Okay, so if I would have told myself then to work on something, right now would have been the time that it would have been a second nature. Right. But for everybody, no, month doesn't ever come. It's like, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, I'll do yeah. it later. But if you do right now, for example, strength training, just how we talked about my brother, he didn't want to do it because those few weeks to notice that gain will never come. Yeah. But the second he came, it's like he became addicted. He's like, oh, my God, this works. And then, yeah. he, then he started lifting more and more. So that's why, like, I push some people to do, like, um, strength training a little bit. Yeah. Like, even after practice, just to, like, a little bit, like, okay, what you lacking on? Uh, for example, I was telling Fortrell that, like, he's great at striking, grappling, and all that. But I was like, Fortrell, like, I feel... Uh, yeah. So, so the, I feel for, like... For the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that was, like, one of the little things that he could have, like, sprinkled on in his game. Yeah. Was just to get a little more raw power. So I told him, I was like, dude, like just every day after practice, add 15 minutes of something specific within a month, which is going to come quick. It's going to be, you're going to grow noticeably Absolutely. into something. So like we did it at first and then he like laid off from it a little bit. So I was like, hey, did you do it for a month? He's like, no. I was like, exactly. Right now it's a month later. You could have been there. You could have been there. Yeah. So I always try to give myself that understanding of like, one month later that will uh 
be noticeably better or yeah. something will become second nature if right now it's uncomfortable and just awkward for me. Yeah. Normally, especially in the fighting realm, normally if it feels weird, you're probably doing it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, you're creating those pathways, so you're mm -hmm. building that muscle memory, and that yeah. takes a lot of reps. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, people are just so short-sighted. I mean, you're obviously looking at the long-term gains, like the delayed gratification. Like, yeah. you'll know you'll be happier in a month yeah. if, you, if you deal with this uncomfortable yeah. shit. And it took me a while to, like, notice that, like, to, like, make that a rule. Yeah. It's like now it's like, okay, one-month rule or, like, one-and-a-half-month rule. It's like, okay, if I start right now, I know for a fact the month will come. Yeah. Because... I did so many times where it's just like I procrastinate. It's like, oh, right now it would have been right. one step ahead because month and a half ago, I just said I'm going to work on this and that, but I didn't. Yeah. So I just kind of did enough of those times where I just procrastinated or I didn't do anything. Till, and right now it's like, okay, one month rule it is. Yeah. I do it and a month from now, which is going to come, I'll be noticeably ahead of everybody else who did not put that one month of specific yeah thing. dude i mean 30 days is not that long it really isn't i mean anybody can do anything for 30 days yeah and uh we feel like it like i said tomorrow is never going to come like yeah. a month is so far away how could i possibly stick to a diet for 30 days it feels like forever i want that cookie now yeah or how could i possibly stick to that weight training program uh I want to be strong now, and I'm not going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger in a fucking in a month. So why am I going to do it? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. Like I'm not going to be big and buff. Yeah, and like funny because uh, uh, right now I feel that way about, um, for example, drawing and sculpting. Yeah. Because like some Sundays we used to go to Quentin's place, and because he's big into uh, sculpting right now and drawing, and like. He, it started off slow and he was like making a lot of mistakes and like I remember like few times I went to his place and it's either we sculpt or, or draw and now he's like really good at like sculpting yeah, dude. and drawing mm -hmm. and it's a skill just like anything it's else it's a skill and now I'm like now I'm at that point where just like damn it I wish I would have like continued it mm -hmm. and like learning all the little things and now I could have like draw faces and possibly like uh, make drawings of me for logos or yeah. like shirts. But you still can. You still I still can. can. You can start now. I can start now. That's the beauty, man. It's, uh, I know. But, I but it's just like, oh, I don't know why I want to procrastinate this thing. But you have that resistance. Yeah, man. Well, it's not fun to suck. It's not fun. But I, I always try to keep that in mind. I always tell myself, man, just think about how happy you'll be. Yeah. Tomorrow. I, that's what I always did all through fighting, especially whenever I needed to cut weight. Expe you know, late at night, you want to eat. I think to myself, just think how happy you'll be tomorrow when that scale is a pound lighter. <laughs> I, dude, I, I said that to myself so many times. Just think about how happy you'll be tomorrow. Just think about that. Do you want that now? Do you want that pleasure now? Yeah. It'll be so much. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, that's just the process with getting better, man. It just takes time. It takes reps. And with anything, you can get better at it almost. I mean, if it's a skill, it can usually be built. I mean, some people are a little bit naturally um, adept to certain things. But in general, I mean, you can get to a certain level of proficiency yeah. no matter what it is. You just have to put in the time and effort. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. But all, you know, all great things come uh, through work and discomfort, really. Yeah, because right now it's like at night when I would have a time at in my place, I'm just like, yeah, I, c I could practice uh, drawing right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, StarCrafter is. <laughs> <Starbucks>. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, fuck, you're sick in the kitchen. I see your snaps, man. You <laughs> you make some of the best looking food. What's your diet like? I know you you eat pretty clean. Uh, that's pretty much it. I just kind of eat the same thing. Yeah. Like sometimes I switch it up. Um, but usually it's kind of like same thing. It's just like chicken, rice, mushrooms. Um, and it's kind of been for so long pretty much that same idea yeah that i tried to make the same thing but make it look differently to trick my mind that it is something different maybe one day i'll cut the chicken into cubes maybe one day it'll be one solid piece of chicken maybe next day it'll be in the ch- strips maybe one day it's gonna be mixed with the rice maybe rice is gonna be on the side so <laughs> there's a lot of ways to do there's it there's a lot man. of ways to do it. and then like maybe i'll add just like uh one day i'll add broccoli on the side or like a little bit more vegetables so it's like it's still like same rice, same chicken, but it's still like maybe different sauce or something. And just like the look of it will like trigger my mind, okay, it's something different and it'll be more enjoyable. Yeah. But yeah, of course, sometimes like I'll get like uh, better meats. Um, right now, like my mom sent me um, some uh, steaks and some fish. So I have some like in the fridge right now. Thank you, mom. <laughs> um, so you mostly see chicken because it's cheap? Yeah. Like it's more yeah, it's pretty it's pretty affordable. You can get like a big like I don't know, like yeah. five pound bag of chicken breast. Yeah, so it's like and yeah, I guess besides that it's just not eating too much junk, if not any. Yeah. It's like always had that thing. I don't know how. It's just like if it like if it's like came in quickly processed or something, most likely I'm gonna stay away. Yeah, that's all trash. It's, it's just not like, real food. Yeah. Um it is, but with, like, extra little poison in it or something. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, like, always was good at kind of staying away from bad things. Yeah. And just, like, too much junk. Um, and, like, I was, like, I don't know. It took me forever to, like, eat a donut. It was so bizarre. It's, like, I'm, I probably haven't had a donut throughout high school. And then eventually I was just, like, I'll try. And just, like, you know what? This is just some carbs and... That's sugar. it, and sugar. I yeah. mean, if I go work out, I should be fine. So that's what I started doing when I was in Mobab. Um, I remember some Saturdays I used to go breakfast, I and I was like, okay, if I'm going to go run right now, I'm going to have a donut. And I had a donut, and then an hour later, it just gave me that sugar boost yeah. that actually gave my workout even better. Yeah. So I started thinking, it's like, okay, so if I eat something a little more sugary, maybe my workout will be better. So, like, that donut is not going to go right into, like, my stomach or anything, but it will be used as actual energy for great workouts, so. Yeah. Well, with your size and, um, like, you have a lot of muscle and you work out hard, you'll actually use that donut for fuel. And it's not like you always eat donuts. Yeah. That's the difference. When people, when that's the, when the the processed food and all the junk is what makes up, like, the predominant amount of your diet... That's where the issue is. When you're eating that shit every day, and then, like, maybe the chicken and rice is every once in a while. No, yours is yeah. inverse. Like, you're doing the chicken and the rice and all the healthy food, like the whole food shit, right? All the mm-hmm. time. And then the donuts and stuff are just every once in a while or whenever yeah. you do it. And you actually have a need for it. Your body can use it. You're active. You're not just sitting in front of a fucking computer all day, not moving, yeah. and not working out. So, yeah, there's a little bit of, like, nuance there, but... It's not the worst thing in the world, especially w- as much as you work out. <laughs> yeah, it could totally be worse. Some donuts are just so good, man. Have you had – there's this place here in St. Louis. It's um, 
they have two locations. One's in like North County, St. Louis, and the one is it's not too far from you, off of uh, Mid Rivers Drive, in Cottleville. What the oh, Old Time Donuts, dude. They have a uh, a Long John uh, donut with bacon on it. It's so good. I love bacon. Bacon donuts. on the donut. Yeah, it's like a Long John, and it has like a caramel uh, glaze on it, and then there's big chunks of bacon all over it. It's delicious. I love it. It's one, of my, favorite, I don't, it's one of my favorite donuts. I don't even know how that works. Donuts with bacon. It's. I mean, it. It. I guess it does sound like you. You could have that. Yeah, like a salty and sweetness. Best of both worlds, kind of. I love but it. I don't know. The first thought is just weird, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get you one. You have to try it. All right. I've never had it. <laughs> <laughs> After this fight. Yeah, you have a fight coming up next weekend. Yeah. I love this is gonna be my uh, biggest fight so far. Yeah, let's talk about that. Sec- LFA. Yeah. Yep. That's in in Iowa City or where's it at? Iowa, uh, Des Moines. Des Moines. Is that is that yeah. what it's called? Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know where all is in Iowa. Yeah. So yeah, that's I said gonna Iowa be Iowa City. That's probably not even a real place there. <laughs> I just made that I, shit up. I think I've been to Iowa only like a handful of times. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Iowa. They used to have a sick-ass training camp there. I'm pretty sure um, back in the day, the Militish camp was in Iowa, I think. It's like old, like Robbie Lawler used to be there. Okay. It was like, like Tim Sylvia, who used to be um, the UFC heavyweight back. He was like the baddest man on the planet at the time. This whole bunch of savages, just this old-school gym. They're not there anymore. Hmm. I think that was in Iowa. But anyway, LFA, Des Moines, Iowa, next friday or saturday friday friday the 15th is that what that is yep. yeah friday 15th uh main event for a title so that's like the biggest fight for me right now yeah or, or ever the next fight's always the biggest fight yeah but this one's really big right i mean it's yeah. televised on axis axis tv yep yeah that'd be good that'd be good do you know does that also get streamed anywhere else i know the last time i fought for them, I was the first televised fight, so my fight was actually on Facebook. Okay. And like on the corner was like, this fight is on TV right now. Turn on Access TV, and no one else's fight was shown on Facebook. So, I guess first fight is being streamed on Facebook, but to like let people know to turn on their TVs. Okay. But I'm not sure if like the rest of the fights are being like streamed anywhere, anywhere. else. Yeah, it's probably all on Access. Yeah. And you're the main event. Yep. Dang, who are you fighting? Uh, Clayton York. Clayton York. What do you know about him? Uh, he's football star. Well, I don't know what he did with football, but is he from uh, Iowa? Or is I he don't li- think so. Oh, okay, I don't know if he's like a local guy or not. I don't think so. I, I think um, they said his um, football, whatever the team he came from, but um, now I forgot. But yeah, like he's a strong guy. Um. On the feet, he looks pretty relaxed and all that, but, like, his strength is shoot, put you against the cage, take your back. Yeah, just and be just big and physical and try just to... Just be, just hold you down, but... Yeah. Um, is that 205? Yeah. So it's it's gonna, it's definitely going to be tough, but, um, like, I worked hard for it. I did a lot of things Yeah. to get ready, and I feel I had, like, a lot of the most consistent hard days than I usually do. Yeah. Which was good. It kind of got me going into that mindset of, like, always just go, go, go. And I rested a lot, too, but, like, worked a lot, too. So it's like, I'm going to see how it plays out. Did I overwork? Did I overtrain? I don't think so. 
So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it's gonna like play out. But like, I do know like I did a lot of stuff for this one. So you what? better come out my way, or I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah, dude. What? <laughs> what's what's camping looking like for you? What what all what all you been doing at this camp? Anything new? Or anything different? Or just a lot of different? I mean, just a lot of days. What what's camp? Good camp, I imagine. But what what's it been like? Yeah, so like always regular classes, like always. Um, what's a typical day for Julius? Obviously, depending on the day, what you're gonna do as far as training. But yeah. kind of what's an average day for you? Um, usually I get like sleep in a little bit, so I sleep in, wake up. Before, before like, uh, uh, when I still had a Mandarin job on the weekend, I didn't have too many, like, uh, per, like one-on-one clients. Yeah. So I was able to kind of just, like, chill and go to practice. So I used to just, like, if I, plus if also I didn't have a fight coming up, that's when I was, like, really just kind of chilling, laying back. Yeah. So I used to wake up, eat, go back to sleep, uh, wake up, go to practice, another practice, go home, play video games, go to sleep. Uh, but right now, since like this year was like busy with fights and all that, I would just like wake up, train, go eat, maybe nap, um, train again, eat, maybe train. I did realize making three a days, it's a no-no for me. It's too much. It's too much. And like I had that ego thing that I guess carried away from um, younger age where just like you're healthy and you can keep going. Yeah. More is better, right? More is better. Yeah. And which sometimes they still sprinkle in that idea, oh, you got to work a lot. You got to work hard. It's like, okay, but if I do, I'll get hurt because yeah. when you tell me that, it's like, sure, I already do that. I already do that. But whenever you tell me that again, I might do a little extra and that's going to like not be good for me. So I kind of also came to the conclusion that three a days I should avoid yeah. completely because I won't stop until I get hurt. And when I get hurt, I need to stop for longer. Yeah, that's where people mess up all the time, especially in MMA. I find around the gym, I'm always telling people they need to rest because I've been there. Like I've done all those fucking like a marathon weekend. Like I would wake up on Saturday, I would do jujitsu, and then I would go out to our the headquarters, and then we would uh, we would run, and we I mean you know we'd run and we'd do a circuit, and then we would spar. And then on Sunday, I'd wake up, and then I'm, I'm fucking, I'm going to meet up with Quentin again so we can mm-hmm. go to the track, and we can run and do sprints. Yeah, and, I did those two. Yeah, and then immediately after that, I'm going to fucking St. Charles MMA so I can do uh, live jujitsu, and then immediately after 4.30, sparring. Yeah. It's, it's like, that is so hard on the body, just yeah. constantly go, go, go. Sometimes you just have to rest because... You might be able to get a little bit more today, but like you said, what if you get injured? What if you get sick? Now you got to wait two weeks yeah. as opposed to just taking one day off and getting back to it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like So, uh, yeah, this training camp, like me and my co- uh, coach, uh, head coach Mike Rogers, um, like three times a week, we used to like meet up in the mornings and just like do mitts, bag, footwork back just to kind of get that long draggy go 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 yeah um so that helped me a lot so like I'm, i appreciate him like always like making time and coming in and just making sure i'm there uh me and carlitos like he always on me about it yeah and like all the rest of the guys at, at open mat um yeah i remember like hey carlitos can you help me he's like of course i'm like all right so i usually just 
he doesn't even like drill on me it's just like me drilling on him and yeah. he just gives lots of resistance mm -hmm. and like even just by round one i'm dying and he's like ah, you weak <laughs> it's so well it's almost like for lack of a better term it's like going with a live dummy you know what i mean yeah because you're getting a lot of resistance almost yeah. like dead weight that you would from a dummy but it's a human being and he's, yeah. he's gonna move and stuff yeah and he can keep a higher pace yeah and plus like he, you don't give him turn to shoot back. It's only you, you, yeah. you, you. Exactly. You, it's you, just you, you going like, by yourself. It's like, I don't want to do this no more. So, <laughs> and like another one that I like is uh, Saturdays. We plan, because uh, Saturdays we don't just get the rounds in and leave. They're like a lot of people. If you're like not sparring at the moment, you're like watching, like yelling at people to like do specific, um, what's the word? um technical or um technique technique like yeah like uh body mechanic stuff yeah like full extension stiff yeah what just happened and why it happened yeah you're coaching so the whole like time yeah as well. we, we're coaching all the time and uh, also especially like we have fight coming up like whoever has fight coming up they get like shark baited yeah. or what we call it like go through hard rounds so we kind of plan okay we have this many weeks okay today julius you're getting uh you're gonna get uh, uh, two fives will shark bait on you, so it's like every minute, every minute and a half, like fresh guy comes in. So this fight camp was pretty cool because we had a lot of time to build it up. And last week, we got some warm up spar rounds in. Um, then we had like four fives where they just attacked me every minute and a half is just like throwing blows so it's like you learn to cover up real quick and then fire back and plus they're yelling at you to do like the right thing and you don't want it you're tired but it's like no you got to do the right thing then yeah the third man is jeremiah he's like shooting at me all crazy lifting me up i'm like falling i gotta get back up and yeah. he's like shooting again i'm like what yeah so it's like from bigger guy I just went to smaller quicker guy and now it's just like i have to be quick instead of just throw bombs so, like, those four rounds were just, like, live, live or die type of rounds. And the fifth one was just, like, all right, Julius, mid-rounds, throw everything long, stiff, yeah. crisp, snap, everything, rotate, keep your hands up. <gasps> yeah. Well, you just went through the chaos, right? Yeah. Which is, is perfect mental training, too, for a fight because yeah. you have everybody yelling at you. You're tired. You're fatigued. You're thinking about what you have to do, what they're doing to you. Yeah. I mean, that's a fucking fight. You know what yeah. I mean? You get in there. The crowd's yelling, right? But, uh, you know, you just got to pick out that coach's voice who's, who's telling you what to do right mm -hmm. and then fucking just yeah. go to work. And, and then it's like right after it's like all right who else has fight coming up so it's like either me or byron so so this past weekend i was first so we warmed up with some rounds easy yeah. rounds and they pushed through me to like just break me down and then it's like all right byron your turn and then we like do the same thing for him yeah for the second person it kind of sucks that depends how many times they went because i mean he already kind of pushed me yeah he so already went hard getting him it's like already a little bit tougher because i remember when uh, jay collier he used to come to garage and we did the shark bait rounds yeah um, so we best go first we shark baited him first and i think it was me quinton and maybe somebody else i'm not sure but it wasn't too many of us so like i was going for like few minutes with him at once for like few rounds and i was already tired it's like all right julius your turn to get shark baited yeah, dude, it's oh always best to be God. first in a shark bait situation. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, those shark bait rounds really gonna, like, 
put you in that mental focus zone. That's yeah. another thing that I learned because um, you can't stay focused through the whole time. And if you pretend you're going to stay focused through the whole time, it's going to be faded. So you always want to just be like, okay, right now it's going to be nice and easy. Okay, these three rounds, all the focus that you have absolutely 100% concentrated and act right now with it. Because if you pretend you're going to be focused for an hour, it's going to fade away and you're kind of going to be like lying to yourself yeah, or pretending it's there, but it's not. So just give it up. Put some time where it's just like some focus, nice and easy, and be like, okay, few rounds where it's just 100% focus. Uh, that will get you like uh, um, also practicing, uh, just like how we said, trying to do correct rep. Now you're practicing to do that 100% focus for a short amount of time and then possibly next week and next week drag it out by like adding those few rounds. Yeah. Um, so in the less focused rounds, like what do you mean less focused? Like what does that look like? I mean... Uh, we, we just go lighter and... Uh, just less intense? Less intense. You kind of still play around a little bit more enjoyable. You You still try to react to things, but... Just because I know you're not crushing me, I'm not crushing you. We kind of get get away with things instead of like, oh, he's about to throw a bomb. I gotta, oh, okay. I gotta be ready. Like I'm like watching you harder. I'm watching you ten times harder instead. Of just like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna slip. No, now it's just like, okay, this is like do or die type of moment. Yeah. Uh, so you can't do that focus the whole time. Yeah. So we're just like, okay, can we do it? Because when I started, I couldn't do that focus at all. It was just bizarre to me. I would just get messed up. I would try to survive this and that. I didn't have that like eye of a tiger type of thing. So then once I kind of got in, like I learned how to do a little bit. Now it's like learning how to drag it out longer and drag it out longer and yeah. longer. Because if you think you're going to drag it out all day, no, it's going to be just 50% of that. It's going to be faded. So it's just like, okay, for how long can you do 100%? Okay, you can do 100% for a minute. Great. Since you did it for 100%, that's all that matters. You didn't cheat yourself and you didn't do like 60% of focus. You did 100%. Since it was a minute, okay. Next time, let's try to drag it out a minute and a half. Then two minutes. Three minutes. Okay, yeah. as an amateur, you just did a perfect 100% focused round. That was perfection. Okay, now let's try to drag it out a bit more. Okay, now you can do two rounds. Now we can do three rounds. Um, so Just slowly building. Slowly building that really high, intense look and awareness instead of just like, oh, sparring. <laughs> got your nose. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, you can't get away with a little bit. You're just more relaxed yeah. on those, on those, uh, those less So, yeah, like rounds. When, when we spar, like not every round has to be crush, crush, because like most people, they their intensity is a little lower yeah and they go easier which is good you're healthy every time you don't have to go bang 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 yeah that's not sustainable you can't no. do that shit forever no absolutely not so that's why you just kind of you do those simple rounds and just be like okay three rounds not more we're gonna go bang yeah three rounds and then after that we're gonna leave it alone because it was also funny we were never like that before because for example let's say me and quentin we start here he steps up a notch, 
I step up a notch. He steps up a notch. I step a notch. It and escalates we, quickly. It escalates quickly, and we never were on the same page, and that goes with everybody. If somebody steps up, another person steps up, and they don't know what page they are on, mm-hmm. and because one person is a little higher, most likely something bad is going to happen. Someone's going to get injured. Yeah. But because we decided to be like, okay, both of us, boom, let's be right here. Yeah. It actually, rounds became safer. It was bizarre. We avoided injuries. We were even getting hit less, even though I knew you're going to try to hit me three times harder. Nobody got surprised, right? Nobody got surprised. I was just aware that I needed to brace. So just because we both like lifted it up and like, all right, let's go hard. We like fully defensive, fully offensive. And because we know how to protect ourselves and what to expect, there were like less injuries. It was like bizarre. And plus you got to like practice that. Um, hard focus yeah. but we only do that for a few rounds we do it we get it out of the system we make sure we stimulated that high focus okay let's go back to normal rounds and let's play around let's try stuff now yeah so yeah no dude that makes i mean there's definitely some sense to that for sure um fuck yeah you because when you get in you you get into a sparring situation and then somebody hits you hard and it's yeah. like, oh, now you get pissed. Now you're going to try to hit them hard and then you yeah. hit them and then, and then it escalates and now you're pissed. So there's some emotion there yeah. and then it just gets into this bad situation. So whenever you, whenever you start off, it's like, all right, well, we're both going to go as hard as we can. Now everybody's on the same page. Everybody's um, at their best. And I think of it, you said less injuries. I think of it in back. I go back to football all the time in high school. Like uh, one of the, I can't remember, one of the coaches or somebody used to always say, you know, people always get hurt when they're not going full speed. Mm -hmm. If you're going full speed, you won't get hurt Mm -hmm. because on the football field, if you're going half speed and everybody else is going full speed, the person going half speed is probably going to get hurt because you're going slower than everybody else. You know what I mean? So it's kind of that same deal. If we're both coming in here going as hard as we can, we're going to be as tight as we can. We're probably going to be safer. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of makes sense for sure. Um, I definitely fell out of love with the hard sparring, <laughs> but it works for you guys. You came in there and beat my yeah, ass it, that it, day. <laughs> well, it, well that? I, 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 like personally, I felt a little bit of a dick that day because it took us a long time to build it up and to kind of get understanding of it and kind of slowly uh, pick it up and slowly like evolve it. Because yeah. it wasn't it wasn't just like in one day we just decided okay let's spar hard and just suddenly we're able to spar hard. No, it was like a long 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 time thing and then when you came in i was like i don't i don't think this is gonna go well because like we never sparred with him like that and we kind of expected him to do this now like so like whenever we sparred and we like we hit you like i felt like a dick and like you got mad and like we got like fuck like it's like i knew it i got pissed i was you, so angry you got pissed and i'm like shit like i knew that's exactly what's gonna happen because like we kind of got used to it building it up and we just kind of didn't put enough time to like reassure you okay what's gonna happen so well, I had that just was came that off was just stupid on, on our part it is what it is dude that's the fight game i had well i just came off a long you know in, like layoff from yeah. my shoulder injury and like i was just kind of getting back into shape and i had come to saturday yeah for so, so you, long. Didn't, you didn't need that anyway like, yeah but yeah dude it, you guys are so much bigger than me that too <laughs> I mean, i'm not like a small guy i'm not a small guy by any stretch of the imagination but um, at that point in time, yeah, man, you just ran through me. I, <laughs> but, dude, that's just the fucking game, yeah. dude. That's just the game. I remember the first days when I used to spar. Oh, man, I remember sparring with like, everybody. Freeman, you, um, Jake, 
I remember, like, you landed some, I think you were, like, the first person that, like, landed knees on me. Because I don't think I was, like, introduced to Quentin, Quentin yet. yet. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember sparring with you, and uh, I was just like, like, sure, I could hit mids. But when I came to sparring, like, everything flew out a window. I didn't know. I was just, like, flat-footed. I could never, like, move my feet and, like, travel places to, like, get myself what I need to be to throw punches. I was just, like throwing it's like oh i can't reach him and the next thing i know you here and the next thing i know your knees like coming i'm like what yeah dude, it doesn't feel good to take knees in the guts and the like the leg kicks too oh my god i remember like it was before my first amateur fight i was eating so many leg kicks from everybody and i was like okay i'm, I'm this will make me tough but yeah I, I remember feeling like i was never gonna get better you did you ever feel that way like when you first started striking it's like everybody's leg kicking you. Yeah. You're getting knees. It's like, man, am I ever going to get better at this? I kind of had that feeling that there will be, there is uh, space for improvement. So that kind of kept me motivated. It's like I'm getting beat. Yeah. But they all human. I just started, okay, there's a lot of time for improvement. So I will be like they are. Um, so that kind of get me got me motivated and not so much discouraged. Yeah. But whenever I was getting like, beat i was like oh my god i remember my leg was so beat i felt like i was like there were like quarters under my skin i was just yeah. like i was like wow this is nuts. tight and i th and everybody has this image that well who doesn't have doesn't like do mma everybody has the image that oh my god you're gonna go to mma gym they're gonna beat you up and to, to knock you out i'm sure there's like some gyms like that where it just like beat new people up but I remember I, I started sparring. There was one Sunday. It was me and Jake Robert. We were the fa first ones. And the first strike he did, he threw a leg kick. And I just dropped because my leg couldn't take it from like weeks and weeks before. Yeah. I just dropped. I was like, ah. Oh. He was like, Julius, you have to tell us that your leg is busted. We're not going <laughs> to kick you no more. I was like, oh, I didn't know I can tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Because it feels kind of weird, right? When you're you're going in there, say, like, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm kind of banged up here. Could you not? Yeah. Could you not kick my leg? You kind of yeah. feel like a pussy a little bit." Yeah, but at the same time, I just didn't know. I that was okay. That, that that's okay. And it's like now I hear I hear that every everywhere. It's like, okay, yo, watch my leg. I'm a little beat up. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, of course. It's like at that moment, it was just like I thought it was something that I have to deal with, and plus, I never experienced my leg beating being so chapped up. Yeah, that I just didn't know how to. Yeah, that it's okay to tell people, okay, yeah, watch my leg, like do something else, because if you kick me, practice is gonna be over for me right. for the rest of the day. You have to take care of your training partner. Yeah, you really do, man. So yeah, he he did not know. He just like just like a baseball bat, just whack. I was yeah. like, just oh. dropped. It was like my leg. <laughs> That's the. Worst. Have you ever gotten a deep bruise on your shin, like when you kick an elbow or something? Um, I don't know what you mean by deep bruise, or but just a bruise. Like all I know is I've kicked a shin or I've kicked an elbow. Um, with my shin, and I just feel like there's a there's a bruise on my shin now, but I feel like it's just super. I I just feel like it's just deep in there, just to the point to where I'll be walking around and it'll. Be, I feel like my my shin is fine, but then as soon as I threw a leg kick, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't have to be a hard one. It just felt like my shin broke. It hurt so bad, <laughs> and it was just 
it wasn't on the surface. It was as deep as it could, like in the center of my leg, radiating okay. all the way yep, through. I had that. <laughs> it hurts so bad. Yeah, like a few times, like, yeah, like from kicking elbows, like I thought like, huh, is, is my shin has a little hole in it? Yeah. It's like, it feels like that something was just like a little pressed in. And like a few times I remember, uh, I was just like, I just ripped a kick and uh, it got checked. And I guess it was like right on this on like perfect spot. Yeah. It felt like my whole bone just like just shook. Yeah. It like almost like taking a baseball bat and like hitting uh something metal. Yeah. And, and just, just like the whole the whole thing just starts shaking. I was like, that's the feeling that felt with my leg. I was like, oh, I didn't know if it like broke or wrapped around the shin or what it was, but like I literally feel like my whole shin just like Yes. <laughs> Dude, those that does not feel good. That was some. That's the worst, especially when it happens at the beginning of a training camp, and then now you have to go through a whole camp with that thing. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. So, how heavy are you right now? Uh, before I used to be like right under two twenty five, but like right now it's like, oh, I'm a little heavy. I'm like two twenty seven on the regular. Okay. So this is weird. It's like I step on the scale and like usually I'm like now it's like two twenty five or just like a little higher. So I'm like, oh cool i'll take it yeah yeah so you're you're 20 pounds out right now yeah is that do you you typically when do you start your weight cut uh i usually like week before the fight i try to like okay start taking in consideration what i'm eating or how much i'm eating mm-hmm. for example the salts the the salts the carbs like anything that would like make water stick on me so i start like no, noticing that but i still eat a lot um and then like later on i noticed like each camp is different because i like discover new things or like i try to tweak something yeah so if i eliminate the carbs i try to like put in more protein just to kind of for recovery and just fuel and just to kind of maintain that weight until like the last day where i just cut all the water out plus like protein doesn't stick to you much either it like doesn't hold as much water or something, I believe. Uh, yeah. So for, I can't. Th- I think it's something like for every one gram of carbohydrate, I think the body holds like four grams of water. I do believe. I'd have to double check that number. But um, yeah, with you know carbohydrates, you could definitely have more water retention. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if I cut out some carbs, that's gonna affect my energy. So like, I try to add a little more protein and. Yeah, and sometimes what type of carbs, right? Yeah. So if you're getting maybe carbs from potatoes, maybe not so much. I'll try potatoes because, yeah, mine is usually just rice. Yeah. And that's just going to blow you up. So, yeah, maybe put, maybe, yeah, see maybe people like doing like sweet potatoes and sweet stuff. Sweet potatoes. I like red potatoes, white potatoes. Just any Potatoes in general are a good carbohydrate. They yeah. really are. I mean, it's a whole food source. You can't go too wrong with their might mix it. Do you eat a lot of eggs? Do you eat eggs? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Some sometimes like I forget about them, and sometimes I just like go lots of them. Yeah, yeah. Like last night I made the fish, with, and while it was cooking, then I just like chopped the fish up, and then I just threw eggs in there, and mm-hmm. then rice. Yeah. And it just became what is like, almost like those fried rice dishes. Yeah. Like fish and yeah. eggs in it. And eggs have a lot of vitamins. There's good healthy fat in the mm-hmm. yolk, so that's real good. So you'll probably start. Cutting, I mean, today's Thursday, so you'll, you're going to start cutting probably now, I would uh, imagine, as far as the diet, or, uh, I mean... I'll, I'll probably start noticing, to, 
Because 20, 20 pounds for me is not as bad as 20 wa- yeah. pounds for like everybody else. How much water do you cut of that 20? Or how much of that 20 pounds is water rather that you usually cut? Like 10, 15 okay. pounds? Wayne's on Thursday. Yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday I will be... I could... There were a few fights where like day before Wayne's I was like 220. But because I had no carbs, no salt... The water would like easily fall off. But last two times, I didn't do too much of water load. Yeah. So like, I didn't have too much water in me. So that way got sucked. Yeah, yeah. So this time I'm gonna try to like uh, keep myself feeling a little better. So I'll start a little earlier. I'm gonna like do a little bit more water loading, drink more water. So when I cut, it's like okay, I'm 220, but with a lot of water. And nothing is holding it, so hopefully I'll just, like, cut it. And, uh, yeah, I think I'll just give myself an extra day or two to do everything. So I'll look at the food starting tomorrow or Wednesday. Cleaner, start cutting more and more. Uh, probably try to drink more water just to kind of flush everything out. And yeah. So that I'm feeling good on the weight cut instead of just, like, oh, my God, like, this sucks, but... I'm bigger, I guess, so I'll yeah. be bigger. And it's like, no, like you want to feel good too. Yeah, you got to feel good. That's so important. That's yeah. so important. So you like to probably diet down to about 220. Get your weight down to about 220 yeah, and then two, cut, cut the rest of that water weight. Yeah. 220, 222, or do you try to get under 220? Under 220, like if I could get under 220, great. And it was funny when I noticed a few times – I was eating less and less, and I was, like, completely cutting out the carbs. And then I was just eating protein, and it's, like, it wasn't going any lower. Yeah. I was, like, oh, it's not getting any lower. It's, like, I feel I'm getting smaller, but the weight is not getting any lower. Right. So it was, like, it was, like, a mind trick. Okay, am I, do I have a lot of water then? Is it still going to be easy? How is it going to go? It's so tough with diet, especially with the, with the ups and downs that we do as fighters. Yeah. And then, you know, because with the amount of output that you have, you have to have some sort of carbohydrate. Yeah. Um, you can't just live off of protein and fat. It just won't be enough energy for you with mm-hmm. that, at that level. I mean, so some people can get away with it, but not like a high-level athlete. You need to have carbohydrates. So trying to find that balance is, is definitely tough because you need some sodium. You definitely need sodium, but uh, you don't want to have like – it's so weird. The more I've learned about sodium, I've I've learned that you can actually have – more sodium and you'll still flush out a lot of water it doesn't necessarily make you hold on to water but you still want to be careful right you don't want to like put on any unnecessary yeah. added sodium during that because it's it's not something you're doing for sustainability it's just something you're doing for a short time to try to lose a whole bunch of water yeah. weight so it, it helps to kind of flush that out it's just such a delicate balance and it's weird because like right now i guess i'm like like i'm 27 right now and like with each year it will be different. It's like I'll never find... Yeah, your body's different. I'll never find that, okay, this is exactly what works because by now I'm still trying to figure out exactly what works. So I'm not even trying... I'm not even able to catch up to what's right now. Yeah. And if it, if it, I, mean, I find it what's right right now, next year it could be like something a little different. Oh, wait, I did this last year and it worked, but right now it's a little off. So yeah. I'll be chasing it again and the moment I'm about to find it, It'll be two years again later, and now I have to find it again. So it's like I'll never be able to find exactly what works because 
first it takes few tries yeah and then plus i'm older so now it's like haha you need to find something else yeah you're always tweaking it always tweaking it just like so i guess like just trying to be as close as possible to what's right it's the best but it'll it'll never be the way you want it yeah yeah hey man it's a fucking process it's a it's a journey so all right man let's wrap this up i don't want to take up too much of your time we're a little over an hour here it's been a fantastic conversation thank you for having me so yeah dude so um let's tell the folks again uh next friday lfa right um on they can check it out on access tv access tv is it is it two separate channels i know there's access tv but they also said access tv fights is that like the same thing I don't know. I don't know. Access TV fights, maybe Access TV. For the f- Just Google it, folks. You yeah. are the main event. That's right. Next Friday, what is that? Uh, February 15th. February 15th, yep. Um, what time does the card start? 7? Seven? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock Central Time. Yep. Cool. And then I'm going to turn the f- floor over to you. Any sponsors you want to plug? Um, if you want to plug your socials, you can so people can follow you and keep track of what's going on in fighting and all that good stuff. Yeah, guys, uh, follow me on um, Instagram. It's just my first name, last name, Julius Angliskas. Uh, Shout-outs to uh, Strix Vitro, um, all helping me with the uh, CBD stuff. Yeah. It's go- great. I love it. Also, Helix Sports and uh, uh, St. Louis Axe Throwing. They, the Axe Throwing place is actually located at the same gym. Yeah. I mean, at the same building that our gym is. So, like, yeah. uh, Wednesdays, it's open for public. So, like, Sometimes after practice, I just go in there, check it out, throw a few axes. So, yeah, definitely stop by. And, uh, yeah, my other sponsor is uh, um, Helix Sports. Yeah. They always provide me with the gear and uh, stuff like that in videos. So, really appreciate it. Nice, nice. And I'll put some of this in the show notes so people can get a hold of you and all that good stuff. So. Awesome. All right, everybody. Until next time. Thank you. <laughs>